good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today, once again, we just recorded an episode earlier today. The date today is Friday, the 28th of February, year of our Lord, 2020. Get ready for that leap day, folks. First one in four Why am I saying it as if it's some sort of like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it's four years. Of course, it's the first time in four years. Shut up, Nick. Don't listen to me. All right. We're back. This is the actual episode that I planned on recording, not the impromptu Daryl Morey followed me on Twitter. Believe it or not, I did not anticipate that he was going to follow me on Twitter. This is the episode that I actually planned on recording. Today, what I want to talk about, why does nobody care about the Denver Nuggets ever? Why does nobody care uh, that the Denver Nuggets like could be a legitimate threat in the West. Like, if you want a sexy sleeper pick, I feel like people at the beginning of the year, like if you were me, you're picking Utah. Other people are picking Denver. It just feels like right now, currently, the Nuggets are standing at 40 and 18. All right. They're second in the Western Conference. The Clippers are third, like right on their trail. They actually play them uh, tonight. I actually, I don't know when this episode's going to go live. It, I, it's either going to be tonight or it's going to be early tomorrow. I honestly, I haven't made that decision yet. So maybe they've already beaten the, the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers already walked all over the Nuggets. But either way, why does nobody care that Denver keeps finding themselves into these really, really good situations? They're winning a lot of basketball games, and nobody really cares. Why is that? It's almost like the Nuggets are sort of the Bucks of the West. And I I only mean that in principle, like in the regard that it's just kind of like a bad place to be. Like Denver's marginally more beautiful than it is in Milwaukee. I'm sorry, Bucks fans. But if you're going to be mad about that, you're an idiot because it's, it's just true. Um, and it's I guess that's really just my point is the market. So you have these two markets where you won't, you're not really expecting there to be a great product there. And then when there is, it's hard for people to become attached to it whatsoever because it's not attractive at all. And it's just bleh. Like I will, I, this is a legitimate thing. I honestly think people used to hate the bucks because people hated red and green. Like I know that's one of like, no joke. That's why I used to hate the bucks. It was just because of their color scheme. Cause I was a kid. Now the nuggets on the other hand, they went from like that powder blue, which was sweet to like what they have now, which is like, I mean, I honestly don't hate it. I think if Denver was anywhere else, like if Denver was Portland, I don't know how to articulate this because just saying it like that actually doesn't make my point because in no way, shape or form is Portland any better geographically. Topography, uh, I don't know how to how to say that word. Like If you say topography, but it's like geography, geographic, topographic. Is it topographic? Oh my gosh, I just, did I make up a word? I, I feel like I'm on a tangent right now. Um, why don't people care about the Denver Nuggets? Because they don't really have any attractive players. Like, you're, you're not going to buy into it because you're not really interested in anything that they have. And it's like not like the, anything that the, the things that they do have aren't interesting because, in theory, I, I guess they are. Like, you look at a guy like Nikola Jokic, who uh, on a global scale is tremendous for the sport. Um, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna help the help the game flourish. However, it also goes without say that most people just don't enjoy watching him. Uh, present company included. Like I do not have fun watching Nikola Jokic. He's putting up twenty and ten a night, almost seven assists, and he's just like, I, I, calling him fundamental. I guess is one way that you could do it. One virtue of arriving at the same point, which is just that he's just boring. There's nothing flashy about his game. There's nothing interesting about his game. Like comparing him to Tim Duncan would be super disingenuous. 
but I guess just in the regard that he just is boring, but still puts up these absolutely absurd numbers, these substantial numbers that can almost not be replicated. And he's doing it at like a really efficient level. Nikola Jokic has been really, really good. His numbers are like the basically the exact same as they were last year. He hasn't really regressed, but he hasn't also really gotten better at all. Like to start the year, he was just flat out worse. Um, he's good from the line. Like he's a, a reliable 81, almost 82% from the line. He's actually shooting a little bit better from three, shooting 33 this year, about the same volume. Uh, so like none of this is relative. Like he's just, he's a little bit better from three and then everywhere else. He's a little bit better from the field, shooting almost 53% instead of last year shooting 51. Like he's not it's just he's just boring and if if like if you watch the nuggets this isn't if, if you don't you don't even have to watch the nuggets like they're just not a fun basketball team i don't understand why and then you want to talk about jamal murray jamal murray's a guy who and i said this the other day if you look at him he, he got the contract extension which to this day i just don't get it it was the most like hands tied 170 million that has ever been distributed in the National Basketball Association. Like Denver had to do it because who else could? And the way that I looked at it then and I still kind of look at it now is it was like 170 million dollars of like you're probably and maybe going to be really good near the end, not near the end of this contract, but like halfway through it because at the time that you, you cannot convince me that he was deserving of that. It's a guy like Tobias Harris where by the time he's done with his $180 million, he's going to flat out suck. And he already sucks now. And I say that on the talent of him having actually a pretty good game just the other night, um, which broke my heart a little bit because I couldn't really find a way to slander Tobias Harris for like 24 hours. Um, I'm back, though. I could figure it out now. Um, with Jamal Murray, like you want to talk about a guy who will literally give you either 32 33 34 he'll give you 35 points for maybe like three games in a row and then after that for like two weeks he'll struggle to get over 20 and you can argue that that's just sort of how they distribute the ball because the nuggets are actually super super good at uh at, at distributing the ball i think they're fourth in the league uh in assists per game um so they're just spreading the wealth and you could argue that it's a product of that i would argue that it's a product of of, of jamal murray just being bad like he's going on these stretches of games where he's not just scoring sub 40% from the field. He's scoring like sub 35, around 35. There was a game this earlier this year where he shot like 20% from the field. So he's playing like 30, 35 minutes a night to just not, and I don't want to say not be good, but he's getting paid 170 million playing 20, 30 to 35 minutes a night to just lose. I, I don't know. And it's like the nuggets are really good, but it's just something about Jamal Murray to me. It just screams like I'm on a good team, but if I were literally anywhere else, I would be bad. And I don't actually pin that on him at all. I don't hold that against Jamal Murray. But what I will say in a, in a positive way about the Nuggets, I feel like they have like sort of a Memphis Grizzlies thing going in that every single player on that team is in the absolute perfect situation. Like they are in the perfect spot where if they were anywhere else, they just wouldn't be good. And I'll never forget when Paul Millsap originally signed there. I think my exact words were something along the lines of, wow, weird. He wants to get paid a bunch of money to just be bad for the rest of the season. Like if he wants to ride off into the sunset, this was just after the Atlanta Hawks thing where they won 60 games. I think they went 60 and 22 and then LeBron like swept them in the, in the playoffs, which everybody saw coming. Everybody knew that was going to happen, but I thought it was just Paul Millsap kind of riding off into the sunset and being like, I'm good. I don't really want to play basketball anymore. 
Uh, but honestly, at the end of the day, like I will, I'm you guys know me. I'm the guy. I'm willing to put a hand up and say I was wrong. And this is some one thing I was I was wrong about it. But but just to, to to put a bow on that on that on that point, guys like Will Barton, who I've never been a big Will Barton guy, but I recognize that I he's in a, he's such a good spot. He's able to thrive in Denver. Guys like Jeremy Grant. Guys even like Gary Harris, who I know Gary Harris has been like historically bad this year. I think it was a game against the Utah Jazz. They were in Utah like. It was recently, I believe. He just flat out went 0 of 13. I think he played like 38 minutes. He just went 0 of 13. And somehow, A, the Nuggets won by like 3. And B, he was like plus 7. So that's also why you should never look at plus 7. I'm sorry, plus 7. Plus minus as a statistic that is so and in any way, shape, or form indicative of an individual player's uh, performance. And, and the thing that pisses me off about Gary Harris is he's a, he's a guy who he just wants to either take a three or he wants to take a shot at the rim. And the problem is he's really bad at both of them, shooting like 64% at the rim, which is just flat out unacceptable. He's able to use his size pretty well. Uh, the problem is that he's never able to capitalize and actually finish from like 10 to 15 feet away from the basket. Absolutely garbage. Don't even bother putting a hand up. Gary Harris will not knock down a shot, shooting like 29%, if memory serves, from the field. Uh, like 10 to 15 feet away from the basket. I think it was like 16 to 25 feet away. He's actually fine. He's like randomly just shooting 48%, almost making half of his shots. Um, but around the rim, Gary Harris is like so unbelievably bad shooting like, like uh, making like a quarter of his shots, like shooting maybe 25%. Uh, Gary Harris, I sincerely wish as a Michigan State fan, I wish Gary Harris was actually better uh, and was able to actually help the Nuggets, which he's not doing right now. Um, get better, Gary Harris. Please start being better soon. I do kind of want to also put a bow on the uh, Jamal Murray stuff. Here's here's my thing with Jamal Murray. Here's what I'll say. Uh, but also, actually, I, I do want to add this. Uh, the one thing I do like about Gary Harris, like 80% of his shots uh, made, or his field goals made, are assisted. It's like 80% of his field goals are assisted. I love that about players. Like, I, that's one of my favorite stats to look up. Uh, so, Gary Harris does rank high on my good job. Uh, you're really good at getting the ball and giving other people uh, stats. Good for you. But, no, with Jamal Murray, I feel like calling him a loser, I've been kind of thinking about this in the back of my head ever since I said it a few minutes ago. I do not agree with the fact that I said – I don't agree with saying he's like a loser. Because I think that if Jamal Murray was on like a proper contending team, because newsflash, I'm sorry, Nuggets fans, you your team just isn't a contender. You guys are not a sleeper to come out of the West. I'm so sorry. It's I, I really wish I could sit here and say that you are. You're not, and everybody knows it. Jamal Murray, though, um, what I love about him and what I hate about him, what I hate about him is I wish he was able to get to the line more because he's another guy who – uh, he's kind of like De'Aaron Fox, honestly, in the regard that he'll have nights where he goes to the line like 10, 11, 12 times, and then for like the next week and a half, he just shoots like four or five a game. Four or five a game isn't bad. It's not bad at all. But the way that at the, at the rate that he's able to knock down his free throws, I wish it was a more prevalent form of his offense. Like I wish he went in his bag more than he does, excuse me, uh, in order to actually – take some trips to the line um another one, one thing i do love about him that man is just efficient he's just screaming efficiency everywhere except for like the three-point line where he's shooting like 34 percent. but every like at the rim he's shooting like 66 and then everywhere else he's shooting somewhere in the ballpark of like 45 and like 48 like jamal murray is just he's just a, a walking uh a, a, a aficionado of efficientness 
he's so he's just and, and and he's another player who I actually don't really enjoy watching. But it's like not that I don't recognize him as a talent. I just it, he I just get nothing out of it really. And I know that me saying I don't recognize him as, as a talent coming off of me saying he had like the worst hundred seventy million dollars ever uh, sounds a little bit contradictory. Maybe it is, but I feel like the way that I speak you guys can sort of convey things the way that they're meant to be conveyed. But, but, but uh, okay, if we want to talk about the Denver Nuggets, we want to talk about sort of where they are in the NBA right now. Well, they're not really all that great of a three-point shooting team, which is actually kind of a problem. They're sort of just, just right under the league average with, like, the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you want to talk about teams that are, like, quote-unquote contending teams, which I would lump Philadelphia into a contending uh, uh, bracket, uh, they're sort of in the same paradigm as them and the Houston Rockets. It literally goes Denver. Philadelphia, Houston at 17, 18, 19. So, boom, they're your teams right there. They're not really a great three-point shooting team. Is that going to hurt in longevity? Probably, because they're not the Rockets. Uh, they are not the, the, the Philadelphia 76. Actually, you know what? Let me let me tell you something, man. There's a real chance I, that I might take the Nuggets in a seven-game series over Houston. That has to be like a separate episode because I just there's just no way I can go into that right now. Because I just feel like even if you look at – Actually, this is something I was literally just talking about in the Daryl Morey episode. There are a handful of teams in the league, a very small handful, that actually run their offense through their center. And those teams are probably going to pose a pretty substantial issue for the Houston Rockets and, uh, again, uh, uh, cough, PJ freaking Tucker. Um, and I feel like Jokic is one of those problems where he's just a walking, he's just a walking aggregate of mass who will just give you buckets. Like, bucket after bucket after bucket, possession after possession, he's going to do whatever he wants. And I feel like that's going to obviously be pretty easily done uh, to poor P.J. Tucker. The Nuggets are a fine free-throw shooting team, like super middle of the road. They are a really, really piss-poor uh, uh, rebounding team, but we've also established that rebounds don't really matter. I believe I mentioned this earlier. They are actually uh, uh, significant, significantly better than everybody else. Uh, at uh, distributing the ball, they rank fourth in uh, in assists, and they're also really good at not turning the ball over, which is obviously imperative to your chances of uh, winning a a championship. And honestly, when I read both of those things, I was it re made me realize that I get to look at my favorite statistic now and see where they rank. And I assumed that they were going to be pretty high up on this list, and I was correct. Assist turnover ratio. Where are the Denver Nuggets? They rank third behind the Spurs and the Pacers, uh, 1.97, which is like. I was kind of surprised it was that low, to be completely honest. Um, but the assisted turnover ratio, I feel like, is probably my favorite advanced analytic. Because I always ask people what their least favorite is. Let me tell you something, man. I love me some, uh, some, some assisted turnover ratio. It's just so good. The Nuggets are also really sound defensively. Uh, they ranked, I believe, was it 10th in defensive rating? Uh, and then offensive rating, they're also up there as well. I think they rank like 5th or 6th right now. So... In longevity, I think they match up well with a lot of teams in the West. I think most teams are going to find that they're going to have an issue replicating uh, or stopping the length of the Lakers, especially in transition, like the rim runners that they have. I think that's going to be really difficult. Um, I don't really know how Jokic is going to hold up against the Lakers and their centers like defensively. Um, offensively, I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to give them buckets. Um, I, but like you have the trio of like JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. So I'm going to be very curious to see 
if they're able to get inside on the Nuggets, because that's sort of been like the recipe, is just try to get inside on the Nuggets. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to play at the rim against Denver, you are marginally increasing your chances of winning the basketball game. So for seven games, I'm curious to see how Mike Malone is able to actually adjust to that. Let me end with this also. I feel like I've tried very hard to be as professional as possible talking about the Denver Nuggets today, giving you guys like a spark notes on what I think about the Nuggets. Let me be perfectly clear. I do not care about this team. I do not think they have any legitimate chance at winning anything more than like a first round playoff series because I think they will do that. I do not respect, I don't want to say I don't respect them as a team because I do. I do not respect their claim, their fans claim to anything more than like a first round playoff victory. The fourth thing, I believe this is the fourth thing I've said now, um, still not feeling well at all. So hopefully all my points actually made sense because as I'm kind of rattling them off, sometimes I'll have to say a sentence multiple times in my head before it actually makes any sense. Uh, I don't care about the Nuggets at all. I hope I've made that perfectly clear. I don't think they're that great. I will never buy into the Nuggets hype. They could be, I think I've said this in a, in a previous episode, they could be like 75-0. and 0. And I'd be like, when's the collapse? When is when's, when is something going to go wrong? Because I don't buy it right now. Alrighty, folks. If you made it this far, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Unless you did not like it. Only do that if you enjoyed it. If you did not enjoy it, let me know personally. And I will see to it that whatever uh, list of demands that you have in order to make the podcast better, I will, be, I will, I will see to it personally that those needs are met. Alrighty, folks, once again, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much, and I will catch you guys in the next one.